Yo, what's up? It's Aiden Jones, and you're listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday. What's the date today? The 14th of January, 2020. I've got to get used to saying it, 2020. Oh, that, man, how lucky are we to be alive in the year 2020? I mean, obviously, in terms of the plot, this is a fucked year. But aesthetically, I mean, what, what, a, what a lovely set of digits to be privileged enough to have rolling out of your tongue every now and then. I'm going to make a big effort to say, like, what year it is, a bunch. Any, uh, what did I say today? I can't, just like any, 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 like, you know, proclamation. Going to the fucking, going to get food. Macca's 2020, bro. <laughs> Isn't it? Anytime fucking, I don't know, bushfires 2020. I mean, that's a sad one. That's the one that's just come into my head. These fires, mate, they just keep going. I don't even know where they are now. They're like ninjas, these fires. They fucking, they're like ninjas, but they don't hide in the dark because they create light. No, I mean, I'm sure I could find out where they are, but I just, I've, so much emotional energy spent on, like, every time I fucking start talking about it with someone, I just start talking about Scott Morrison, and then I talk about violence, and I get angry, and I start yelling, and then I start coughing, because the smoke is thick in the air, ugh, you know, um, last night, man, on Monday night, uh, sorry, this is a bit late, by the way. I, I don't know. I just, I, f- I feel good if I can get it out sometime on Tuesday. That's kind of my thing right now. And and I got a job. I got a full-time job, all right? And you know what? Approximately 54 people a week listen to this, okay? So for some reason, that makes me feel like I'm entitled to put it out like at sporadic times. No, <laughs> I should be working hard to get it out at the same time every week to reward my small but loyal listener base, but I don't, do I? I I get indignant. (laughs) What a crazy reaction. There's only 54 of you, so fuck (laughs) you. Also crazy that I have such an exact figure, but it is pretty consistently at or very close to that. Um, I want to learn each one of your names. (laughs) I could name, I reckon I could name 10 off the bat, but I'm not going to because that ruins the illusion. I feel like, I feel like 90% of the people listening right now reckon I'm going to say their name if I name 10 and that's why I'm not going to say a single one. (laughs) Man, I really fucking love doing this every week. I really love it. Um, I, I guess I should address this before I start talking about the fucking fires again. Jesus Christ. What am I, the guardian? Um, I got, uh, this is a bummer, but this is an opportunity to learn and grow for myself and acknowledge my past mistakes and move forward in an emotionally aware and conscious way. I got a message this week on my, uh, Facebook fan page. This is actually brutal. I'm going to try, look. If I laugh during this, it's because I'm uncomfortable. Um, I fucked up. I got this message. (laughs) This is so bad. This is entirely my fault. I have no... I've I've no recourse. I've got no, like, excuses for this. Just me being a shit cunt. Mocking... So this is what the message said. Mocking someone behind their back isn't as cool as you think it is. If you're going to say something, say it to their face i.e. you, mate, are a douchebag. <laughs> and uh, 
It's from someone who I've checked there in Perth, and I reckon I know exactly what they're talking about. Here's what I said back to them. I said, I don't know what you're referring to, but I've definitely mocked people behind their backs before. So if you're talking about something that I've done to you or to someone close to you in the past, you're probably right, and I'm sorry. Um, That's like pretty much it. But I reckon what this is, I reckon what they're referring to, it's probably about time that I cop to this. I don't think anyone cares, but, you know, I'm all about talking about myself, aren't I? Um, last year when I went to Perth after the comedy festival, I emceed a uh, speed dating night. And uh, there was a lady there who I can't even remember what I said about her on the podcast because I've not thought about her since. But she was on some reality show and I think I trashed her on the pod. I said that I was talking to her and that I whatever, it wasn't a good conversation and she was a nothing person. And, um, and then she messaged me like a week later on Instagram, something like, you know, th- like made me think that she had listened to the podcast and she was upset and, and like, fuck you. And uh, I blocked it. Because I'm a coward. This is exactly what I did. I blocked her. I didn't even respond. I knew I did the wrong thing. And so I blocked her. I pretended that I hadn't even seen it. And if I ever saw her again, my plan was to just be like, did you? Oh, sorry, I didn't read it. Because <laughs> like, I'm a fucking, I'm a pathetic coward. <laughs> I say things about people. And, uh, you know, and then just pretend like, oh, I never said, oh my God, it's disgusting behavior, isn't it? It's not even disgusting. It's not that bad. I just, you know, I felt like I didn't like her and I didn't want to say it to her face because why would you do that? But I felt comfortable laughing about it behind her back. And she evidently didn't think that we had a bad interaction and she went and listened to my podcast and heard me talking shit about her. That must've felt shitty and bad. And I, I, I don't even know why I did talk shit about her because it wasn't like she was a bad person or, you know, I just, I don't know. I felt like we were different and I felt like that meant that I was better than her because I think very highly of myself. And uh, it's similar to what I said about when I f- talked about Kalgoorlie, when I went to Kalgoorlie um, and, and just shit on their town, you know. I think this is indicative of the fact that I was in a pretty bad place last year. Like in my mind which is where I spend most of my time. Um, in my mind, my narrative of last year is uh, about the moment that I went away and started traveling. That's when things started to go wrong. But evidently, because of the way that I was behaving in like the first part of the year, evidently I had a lot of problems that I just hadn't acknowledged. Because who the fuck is like, you know, meeting people and smiling in their face and then going onto his podcast and, and like deriding them and belittling them and, you know, acting like they're acting like I'm feeling fucking better than they are. Who, what kind of well person emotionally would do that? No, it's not, it's indicative of some fucking deeper problems, isn't it? So, uh, if you're listening that person and I mean, I'm sure you're not, but if you are, Take solace in the knowledge that um, that thing that I did that hurt you, it hurt me more. Or it didn't hurt me to do it. I mean, it was indicative of the fact that I, I have more problems than you. I've got bigger problems than... Uh, oh, what am I trying to say? The problems that I have with myself are greater than... The no, that's still not. Good. I was about to say the the problems I have with myself are the greater than the problems you have with me. But 
Like if someone, if, you know, I, I'm just trying to talk my way out of it right now, aren't I? I'm about to be like, if someone says bad things to me, I try and frame it in the way of like, well, I feel sorry for them that they needed to say that. But me saying that is really just me trying to go like, see, I'm the victim here. <laughs> I'm not the victim. I said a douchey thing to someone. And um, you know what? The first thing I thought was when I got that message was like, damn it, that fuck, that could have been tickets to my show. <laughs> I'm such a piece of shit. Oh, God. And I don't even remember that person. I should message her and fucking say sorry, shouldn't I? Uh, but I blocked her is my excuse. You know what else I was thinking of doing today, actually? Speaking of atoning for past sins. Wasn't that a great show? My name is Earl. What a fucking great concept for a show. A dude tries to go back through his life and make up for all the shitty things he did to people. If that wasn't a show already, I would have that idea right now and write it. Because that's how, that's how fucking smart I am. Um, I... Uh, Today I was thinking about messaging uh, my mate who I did, I've been doing a bit on stage about for the last like, or year and a half, two years? Nah, fuck, how long has it been? Maybe two years, uh, about my mate who lost a finger, and I've been doing a bit about him for fucking ages about how he lost a finger, and the thing is, is that actually I haven't spoken to him in like five years, six years. Um, because our other mutual friend who was his best friend all through school, I'd slept with that dude's girlfriend, uh, in 2012. And, um, obviously that friendship ended, my mate whose girlfriend I'd slept with, um, and my friendship with her as well. And then the other guy, I feel like, oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't want to speculate about why we haven't spoken, but I just, there's just fucking, you know, I think, I think that's why... I've been a bit hesitant to contact him because I know he kind of got wrapped up in that. And why am I fucking spilling my dirty laundry on this podcast? Is this my offering? Is this my way of like, oh, I'm sorry I talked shit about other people. Maybe I'll talk shit about myself now. Like that's me trying to make it better. I don't know. Anyway, I was thinking of messaging him today. I will. I'm going to do it as soon as I wrap this pod up. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to message my friend from Adelaide and I'm going to say, hey man, I've been doing this bit about you on stage for two years. Sorry I never asked you, um, but uh, I hope it's okay. And if you want, you can. I'll give you like a video of the bit so you can see what I've been saying. I don't think it's malicious. I think it's just me laughing at him because he lost his finger, which, look, let's be honest, is very, very funny. <laughs> I mean, he did. He lost it, you know. And, uh, what I'm, I, I've always, I've never been able to get to the bottom of that. You know, why do I think it's funny when a bad thing happens to someone? I don't know that it's funny. It's just like, there's nothing else to say. So all you can do is laugh. So here, watch me laugh. Ha 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 ha. You know, sometimes inappropriate. Sometimes people don't want you to laugh at them when a bad thing has happened, but I hope I think I'm getting better at that. I think my emotional reactions are getting a lot better to things. Anyway, fuck. I was talking about the smoke. Man, last night I was uh mm, uh I was at a gig. I was at um the Bergie Seltzer in Brunswick and like watching from the outside, so it would have been like maybe nine thirty, watching from the street, not even in the in the bar, but just 
for about 20, 30 minutes, I was like, you know, there's like a, an open window so you can look in at the stage and watch the show while you're still standing on the street. And then I turned around and looked back out onto the street and in that 20, 30 minutes, it had gone from decent visibility to like completely ridden with smoke. Like it had just, a cloud had just tumbled in from wherever these fucking fires are now. Honestly insane. It was like, I thought it would, I mean, I naively, I guess, thought that it was gone um, because just, you know, the media coverage stopped being what it was. For a few days there, every news site front page that I was logging on to was just all shit about the fires and all social media was talking about in Australia was just the fires and all, you know, I mean, you guys got that on the fucking podcast last week if you listen. And uh, I guess it just died down and, and like the worst days that were slated to be like Friday and Saturday were supposed to be like also pretty bad days coming through and it just like, you know, I just was like, oh, well, I guess that's, you know, it's going to be still bad, but we're out of the fucking, I just burped, sorry, um, we're out of the woods and then it just came back. And, like, all today, fuck, man, and people are starting to walk around with masks and shit. I got this amazing photo, though. Um, I think I'm, I think the level of seriousness that I'm feeling towards it is, like, slowly kind of going down, you know? I'm like, well, this is a part of our life, and fucking if I just... How about the fact that I quit smoking, like, two months ago... And now the bushfires start and they're saying it's the equivalent of like smoking five or six cigarettes a day. Can a motherfucker get a break? I'm, I'm trying to do the right thing by my lungs and, you know, suddenly the fucking country starts burning. It's like, for fuck's sake, man. I was looking forward to being able to smell and taste shit again and now all I can smell and taste is broken dreams or fuck. <laughs> whatever <laughs> bullshit thing you want to put. It smells like a campfire. Um, but I got this sick photo last night, uh, which is a pretty grim silver lining. <laughs> Dude, like people's like homes and shit are burning, but you should see the effects that I got on the lights at fucking Barclay Square car park, bro. It actually looks dope though. Um, I was in at the car park and all the lights in the car park are like white lights and all the street lights are yellow lights. So I stood on the edge there and at the edge of the car park. So one half of the photo is the car park and the other half is the street. And it's like yellow and white or more like it's like, you know, it's warm and cold. It's the dichotomy of our world. It's the evil of the fires and the good of Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if you think about it, really do balance each other out. Fires destroy homes. Instagram creates friendships. Fires destroy business. Instagram is the home of many people's businesses now. And as we move further into the digital age, we eliminate the need for physical places of business it's all going online now this is what this is the these fires are the push this country needed isn't it people talking about all like main road shops are closing down now because everyone buys shit online now and what better way to expedite the process than to literally burn those premises to the ground <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the local pub burned down. Fucking try selling beers online, mate. 
What do you need a pub for? Just to send them to people's lounge rooms. Those also burnt down. Alright, cunt. What are you being so depressing for? I'm trying to look on the bright side. A dude arguing with someone whose town burnt down. Trying to argue... <laughs> it's like Scott Morrison trying to argue the business case for more bushfires. <laughs> it promotes e-commerce. The fires promote e-commerce. All right? Fuck. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, that was pretty wild. I'm definitely going to use that. That, um, that picture, I'm going to use it for... I've been... I've been really considering this and, you know, I've been using pictures of people's faces for... Faces just get more likes on social media, man. People like... Fa- That's one thing I know about people is they love a bloody face. People love a face. Ask people what do they prefer, faces or no faces? Nine times out of ten, it's faces. Let's let's face it. See? Even right there. Um, yeah, my picture of the car park and shit doesn't have a face in it, so... Uh, let's see if it, if it gets the regular 7 to 13 likes, or let's see if it does better or worse. Imagine if it got no likes. Consider for a moment the indignity of posting a picture on Instagram and having it receive zero likes. I mean, if you're someone under the age of, let's say, 40, I reckon that is the new equivalent of like, you know, the dream where you show up to school and then you realize you're not wearing any clothes. How about showing up to school and you realize your, your thirst trap last night got zero likes. Fuck. (laughs) That'd be a wild prank to play on someone. Somehow coordinate every person in their life to just, all right, guys, the next post that this person does, that'd be, that'd be way better than doxing someone is just messaging every person on their followers list and going, hey, the next photo they put, don't like it. Oh, I'm going to do that to Blake. I've got to figure out a way to do it so that it's not mean though. Like, so then the next one, like, you do like, you know? How, what's an angle? Someone please help me with this. I'm so close to figuring out the perfect prank. Or maybe he can hear me right now planning this, but um, that would be the perfect prank. Message every single person. Go through someone's followers and message everyone on their followers list and say, guys, for their birthday... <laughs> For their birthday, we're gonna not like a single fucking post that they do and just see. Oh my god, you would cripple emotionally. You that would destroy someone. <laughs> Fuck, how do you how do you frame it? As like a present somehow? You know what you would do? Here's what you would do. Here's what I will do. Oh, Is it too mean? You would send all the messages to everyone in their contact list and then they would just not like those photos so they'd feel bad for a second. But then you would go, but send me a private message now of like something that you love about them or whatever. You would compile all of those and then give them to that person afterwards. That would be nice, wouldn't it? 
Oh, maybe I'd do that. Is that is that like a really nice thing to do for someone to like be mean and then hit them with the sucker punch of like, hey, I, but I did this nice thing for you. Yeah, I uh, let me think on that. I've been trying to think of like what's a fun prank to play, and you know, fucking share it on the pod and and whatever. That'd be a good one. That would be a good post. A good post, a good prank, fucking whatever, who cares? I probably won't do it. I, I really hope that I do it. I have so many fucking dumb ideas like that that I'm like, that's how I'll get famous. <laughs> that's like a cool social media stunt that I'll do. And then I'll be known as like social media stunt guy and everyone will will respect me. <laughs> Remember that guy who emotionally sabotaged his friend, his his closest friend's? That guy who inserted himself into people's lives for his own enjoyment and frivolous pleasure. Yeah, man, he's fucking, let's go and watch him do comedy. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, so the smoke was scary. <sighs> I was driving around in it again today. Um, I had a great day today, man. Oh, my God. I, uh, I was driving around in the van. Big shout-outs to, uh, to the Aussie battler, Matthew Vasquez who had a nightmare of a day today and I came back after after driving the van around from like 10am till 4pm, got back to the warehouse and walked in and I was just like, man, I had the greatest day today and he just goes, shut the fuck up, Taco. He was like, he was like, shut the fuck up, Taco. He never does that. Matthew Vasquez never does that. He doesn't snap. He doesn't swear. He's a kind boy. Um, he just went, shut the fuck up, Taco. And then he told me about how he was over in our storage containers in the big, like, you store it, whatever, place next door to work. These big metal shipping containers full of stuff. And he was doing work in them. And then a truck drove past and, like, blocked the door off. And he was stuck inside it for 15 minutes in the heat and the smoke and extra hot because it's inside a metal storage container at, like, 2 p.m. And he was stuck inside for 15 minutes. <laughs> That sounds like uh, hell on earth, to be honest. But I had a really nice day in the van. And um, no amount of suffering on the part of my friends is going to diminish that. So, yeah, man, it was so nice. I was just driving around. It was smoky. I had like 10 different schools to go to driving that van that I've been, you know, working for the whatever. I talked about it on a previous podcast. If you're not up to date, you're not a real fan. And you know what? If you're not a real fan, please keep listening. Maybe if you're liking this, go back and listen to others. Because as mentioned, 54 people listen to this podcast. <sighs> um, yeah, I drove around to 10 different um, schools today and just dropped them off. Sometimes, like, like literally one school today or yesterday... I dropped off one of the activities is called Giant Puzzle Piece. So the kids get, I guess it's probably like a foot by a foot little square, but it's like, you know, a puzzle piece with the little knobs and the end bits that fit together. And it's just made of cardboard with nothing drawn on it. And I guess the activity is the kids draw shit on the puzzle pieces and then they fit them all together, right? And uh, evidently one of the schools had like one more kid enroll than what they thought. So... They needed one more puzzle piece. So I drove a van to a school to deliver them one single foot-by-foot square cardboard puzzle piece. 
And I got out and I walked in and I gave it to a lady and I said, here you go. And she said, thank you. And then I left. And the irony of having done that and spent that money, all like the petrol and the energy and the time, I got paid a wage to do that. And also the company spent money on petrol and I drove a fucking a van, like a three-ton van, like a, an amount of kilometres out to a school to deliver that one puzzle piece for a child. And the irony of the fact that I did that while having my visibility limited to 100 or 200 metres by smoke caused by bushfires, which in turn were caused by global warming. The irony of that is not lost on me. The fucking way that we conduct business is so utterly broken, isn't it? Because it's more... Like, I mean, that this company that I work for, their business model, the foundation of it is that they give these kids these experiences and the parents value the experiences of their kids highly to the point where they'll pay enough money to this company to give those kids these experiences and it's more financially viable for the company to just go, yes, drive out and, and, and deliver them that one puzzle piece so the parents are happy that their kids are getting a good experience. That's, enough, that's valuable for them. I, what am I fucking talking... You know what I'm talking about. This is garbled word salad right now. But it fucking upsets me how inefficient this... This fucking system is, man. Like, all it is is we just... We have, like, these toys and bits of plastic and... And fucking dumb disposable shit to give to these kids so they can play for a day and then... Throw it in the bin. Ugh. Anyway, why am I still talking about this? This fucking smoke, man. It is oppressive. Every time I you try and forget about it, it's just like, and it's back. You know, like there is, there's no forgetting about it. Driving down the highway today, I've got my hand like out the window because you know, <laughs> I don't need to wind the windows down, but I do. In a part of it is like I don't want to put the air conditioning on because it's hot and I am sweating, but I don't want to be doing that to the environment. So I feel like. In a small way, I'm playing my part by winding the window down and having that cool me down rather than having the air conditioning on. I think that's a real difference that I can make. Or is that just delusional? Anyway, so I've got my fucking arm out the window and I'm driving down and it feels good, man. Driving a van down the highway, I'm by myself. I've got music playing. I'll talk about that in a bit. I've got some music playing and I'm just fucking feeling nice. But at the same time, I'm just like... Everywhere I look is just smoke and I'm breathing. I'm trying to take those deep breaths because I'm like, yeah, I'm free, you know. Ah, I'm on the highway, but the whole time I'm like, I just can feel myself fucking breathing in smoke and all around me is just smoke and I'm thinking about like, this isn't even that bad. Like people are just, I could, it was crazy driving around today and seeing everyone else just using the roads as normal. And thinking like this is, everyone's just, people just get on with their day, you know. Everyone kind of freaked out for a little bit. And when you talk to people, everyone's freaking out. And I'm talking about it a bunch. Every school I get to, I'm like, fuck this smoke, right? But at the end of the day, I'm still driving the van around. I'm still working. I need to make my money. I need to pay rent. Everyone else needs to work. The businesses need to keep on going. So we just keep going. And, uh, and you know, nothing's really getting done. Yeah, I went to a comedy show on Tuesday night and it was great and, we made fucking some money and it was money donated and everyone did that. But now it's like, we're back to our lives. But are we back to our lives? No. Country's still on fire. 
people just don't want to take a hit to their lifestyle, do they? Like, no one... I, I think that's what needs to happen. Like, we need to face the fact that this shit is so destructive that we're not going to be able to live the same life. I was thinking today, what are 10 things in my life that I... I didn't get to naming the things, but I'm trying to think, like... That's a useful exercise, isn't it? What are some things in my life that I would not be willing to give up? And then in doing that exercise, it's like, well, then what things are you willing to give up? You get 10. What am I, 10? 10? What's three? Doing stand-up comedy. I would give up my garden. I'm loving my garden right now. My grass is growing. My flowers aren't growing for some reason. I'm scared that they're not in the sun enough, but my grass is growing like crazy. I'm almost confident enough to walk on it now. Anyway, I would give up my garden if it meant, if that somehow, like, you know, if everyone gave up something like that and that was going to fix global warming, if it was that simple, fuck, that'd be great. If I could just give up, like, like half of the shirts in my wardrobe. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if I could just somehow give them up and we could burn them instead of coal for a year and just be have no carbon emissions for a year and just burn shirts instead, I would do it. I would wear the same shirt all week and then wash it, you know? If it was that fucking simple, man, but it's not. We got to do... People got to give up shit that they... It's just... Everyone feels like they're on the breadline because you just spend the amount of money that you have. I know I do. But if I had less money, I would just spend less money. But everyone's like, no one wants to give up the amount of money that they make. And so, like, $10 more taxes, $10 more that I don't have to spend on. But we got to fucking do it! Oh, God. I'm so sorry for subjecting you to this. I guess this is what I needed to get out this week, huh? I was listening to The Offspring today. And uh, I think that was what made my day good. Fuck, man. The Offspring. I The Offspring's Americana. That was the second album I ever... I remember it was uh, The Living End, self-titled, The Offspring, Americana. And uh, I remember then that year my dad got Californication by the Red Hot Chili Peppers for Christmas. And those were the first three albums that I ever listened to. And uh, ever listened to, I don't know, that was that, that was like, for me, I remember that as being the start of, you know, me being interested in music. Before that, I was a big fan of tactile entertainment. <laughs> sounds, like I, <laughs> sounds like I got touched by my uncle. And you know what? If I have, it's been buried psychologically under years and years of whatever. Fuck, I'm running out of steam here, aren't I? I was listening to The Offspring all day today. I started with Ixnay on the Hombre, then I went Smash, and then I went Americana. I think Ixnay is my favourite one. They're a lot darker than I remember. Like, I remember songs like... um, I also don't know if this is... If anyone else cares about The Offspring in the way that I did. Like, they were... Were they, like, a really... Does everyone know The Offspring, or were they just a band that were big for me? I'm genuinely not sure. Um, but I remember that song, The Kids Aren't Alright, on Americana, and that's all about like the kids from the old neighbourhood and we had so much hope and then we grew up and people got addicted to drugs or had kids and had to work shitty jobs and what happened to all the hope, you know? There's a lot of sadness in that song. And uh, the song that got me today was Way Down the Line, which was on Ixnay on the Hombre. Listen to some of these lyrics, man. And look, it's very... The music is like white guy kind of punk like 90s punk rock 
with a little bit of scar sometimes mixed in. And um, it's interesting, man, because everyone remembers that song, Pretty Fly for a White Guy, you know? That's just the one, all the girlies say, I'm pretty fly for a white guy. That's the one that everyone remembers. And even today I mentioned Offspring to someone and they were like, oh, yeah, they were good until that. And I don't know, man. I think that song is actually still good because this is the thing is I've, I felt like from listening to those three albums today, they've got some stuff that's some stuff that's really painting a, a, quite an honest and sincere picture of like these kind of tough or just like hopeless white trashy neighborhoods and, and like places that these guys have clearly come from or been in contact with. Um, so that's like, there's some of the, a lot of the stuff is quite sincere and like that. And then some of the stuff is speaking from the perspective of those people in like idolizing that lifestyle, you know, like, um, I remember a song called, uh, I think it's called perfect day off of conspiracy of one. And it's like talking about the perfect day would be open up the fridge and have a tall boy and then go to the game and watch baseball and drink beer with your mates and uh, a part of that is kind of like, I don't know, it feels like they're not making fun of that lifestyle because then they definitely don't, tra- they definitely don't look down on it, but they, f- it almost feels like they're kind of, fuck, what are they doing, man? They're like holding up a mirror. They're going like, this is a life that we came from that we don't live, but the, the people who we grew up with do live. And it's not bad, but it's also, there's like a hopelessness to it, you know? Like, there's something, it feels like they're almost saying that there's something sad about being content with waking up, like your perfect day being that you woke up and and you fucking get a beer out of the fridge and go to a baseball game with your friends. There's something sad about being content with that, but there's also something beautiful about being content with that, you know? I wouldn't want to be happy with that, but if you're happy with that, awesome. Maybe that's what they're saying. Maybe I'm so stuck up my own ass that I'm, you know, I feel like I'm chasing some sort of high-minded ideals in fucking being an artist that I think I can look down on that. There's a dignity. Ugh, what a fucking gross university where I don't know, man. Anyway, though, this song, way down the line, um Here's some of the lyrics. Nothing changes because it's all the same. The world you get's the one you give away. It all just happens again, way down the line. There is a chain that's never broken. You know the story, it's sad but true. An angry man gets drunk and beats his kids the same old way his drunken father did. What comes, what comes around, well, it goes around. Here's a, this next verse, man. Um, at 17, Shannon is pregnant. As young as her mum when she had her, her kid is never going to have a dad. The same old way that Shannon never had. What comes around, well, it goes around. And welfare mums have kids on welfare. And fat parents, they have fat kids too. You know it's never going to end. The same old cycle is going to start again. What comes around, well, it goes around. That's a nice note to end the podcast on, isn't it? It's all hopeless. We're all fucked. Here's some nice music. This has been Aiden Jones sitting under a tree. Peace. Nothing changes because it's all the same.